Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Well, hello, hello, everyone and all our friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. And today, we have a show for you about having miracles in the workplace. We decided to start exploring the miracles we have in our lives in diverse places and in various situations with those we have in our workplace because we all tend to spend the greater portion of each day, you guessed it, working. Yes, we all have workplaces, don't we? Even if you feel like you don't because you don't currently have a job, you still work. If you've been bedridden or have been unemployed due to an illness or some kind of disability, you still work in some kind of way, don't you? We tend to assume that our work involves some kind of earning money and that everything else we do in life that doesn't directly make us an income isn't really work. Yet, when your grandma spent her 150 hours to design purchase materials, and make the gorgeous quilt for her favorite granddaughter, didn't she work at making that quilt? Of course, she did. She was definitely in her workplace. It's hard to believe, but especially years ago, I don't know how many times I've asked a woman what she did for her work, and I got the answer. Oh, I don't have a job. I'm a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) <laughs> I always it always got to me because I can't think of a more intensive work than being a full-time mom at home raising any number of kids from one up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's tough enough to have a cat or two or a dog. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of work. Well, that's a career path, if you ask me, in which you have to be everything from a GP doc and nurse to school teacher, minister, limo driver, and everything with the high-stress responsibilities of a commercial airline pilot, right? You're driving precious cargo. (laughs) Well, anyway, that would make your home a workplace as well. I know many incredible people who volunteer a great deal of their time, abilities, and energy to organizations doing great work in the world. That is working. If you spend a lot of time and attention and pour your creativity into a hobby, isn't that working as well? So there's a lot of ways in which we work every day with or without what we might consider traditional pay. Also, many people tend to separate work and play. Work is hard and play is fun and easy. Of course, that's far from the truth. 
Some of us play at work, like musicians play their music, and athletes play their sports. Yet especially on that professional level, they may work harder and longer hours than most of us. And some people have a day job in which they earn their income, while they may work harder at their creative hobby that they love to do. So, before we talk much about miracles, we may have or even need in our workplace, we wanted to just expand a bit on people's image and idea of what their workplace might include. In fact, the first definition of the term work in the dictionary simply is activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. Since we're all here on earth as immortal souls to learn, grow, and heal spiritually, pretty much everything we do here in fulfillment of that purpose constitutes some form of our work here, and we each need to validate that truth regularly. In fact, it's when we forget that we are not only working, but progressing in fulfilling our purpose as we learn each of our lessons in life that we neglect to validate ourselves as spirit and we incorrectly assess our true worth or lack thereof. Miracles we experience in relationship to our work and in our various workplaces remind us of who we are and our true worth. They remind us of what we're really here for, what our true work is, and how we are progressing and fulfilling our purpose. They also transform our understanding and appreciation of what success in work actually is. So, what are some of the kinds of miracles that we might experience in our workplace? Michael, how about a miracle you've experienced at work? Um, I'm a couch potato. <laughs> not true. Not <laughs> I don't <medicine>. work. <laughs> that is so not true. Well, it opens up the field for us enormously, doesn't it? Both Raphael and I are working all the time. <laughs> really, even while we are sleeping. In fact, I work much more while I'm sleeping than when I'm on the computer or driving a car or lifting heavy objects. Of course, I'm not sleeping when my body is sleeping in bed. In fact, I can say that all the miracles I've experienced started in that state when I am not occupied in that portion of the mind that is associated with the bodily sense perceptions. Then the miracle unfolds or blossoms in our world and um, as gift from spirit. Some years ago, my younger son went to England on a trip with his then British girlfriend and her parents. Well, it turns out that his girlfriend's grandmother was a professional medium. But being family and all, the grandmother arranged another medium friend of hers that she can highly recommend to read her family members and my son. In the middle of my son's reading, the medium says to him, Oh, by the way, 
you know, everyone knows your father in the spirit world. <laughs> Isn't that fun? You know, you're you're thousands of miles away from home <laughs> in a different country, and somebody tells you, oh, yeah, everybody knows your dad in the spirit world. <laughs> so he got a great kick. He, he asked, immediately asked his girlfriend if anyone told the medium about, you know, his dad. And she reminded him that they never met the medium before that day. <laughs> so that gave us all a good laugh, as well as a fun validation of the, all the work we do in spirit. Remember, miracles make us smile. That's part of the you know, connotation of miracle. The, the word miracle has that in it. Makes us smile. Every time I teach, which is... of my work in one form or another, I experience many miracles. In fact, it's in my workspace that I probably experience the most miracles and most consistently because work to me is carrying out God's work. As Teresa of Avila so aptly put, quote, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth, but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours, end quote. So that is definitely one of the keys to having more miracles in your workplace. When you work as spirit working here on earth, miracles can show up, and they do. When you turn your awareness away from spirit, then miracles have no windows to shine through. When you get distracted by worries and individual problems and turn your attention away from spirit, then spirit has no body through which to shine. Yet, when you recognize that you are the light of the world and shine that light, whatever problems you might have, find ways to their resolution. Since most of my work is to do the impossible. (laughs) I know that without miracles, I could never do it. I always depend on spirit and the miracles that come from having my certainty in spirit. So what kind of miracles do I regularly experience when I'm teaching? Well, I'm always describing the way I teach is much more like the way a conductor conducts an orchestra. The miracle that I have the blessing to experience every time is like listening to the musicians in the orchestral pit tuning up at the beginning of the class. And by the end of the class, they are finally in tune and playing a beautiful symphony. When the musicians are first tuning their instruments individually, and maybe cacophony. At the end, however, it's symphony which literally means harmonious sound. 
what brings the individuals in the class into symphony. Ah, the miracle of spirit, undividedness, and unity. As the class progresses, the psychic, mental, and emotional barriers that we tend to barricade ourselves behind come down more and more. As each student learns to match the same vibration on a high spiritual level of consciousness while being grounded and in their own space, the need for those barriers diminish and the barriers fade away. The experience in the classroom then becomes that of the oneness of spirit. The miracle, too, is that the more each student finds his or her space to be as spirit, the more harmonious the whole group becomes as the limitless oneness of spirit, rather than a random cacophony of isolated bumper cars. <laughs> that's, that is what it looks like to me energetically, and that's what it feels like. Yeah? You know, in the world, that's why it's so rough and raw out there and kind of noisy, because people are not that aware of being the spirit they are in that oneness. So individuals who think they're isolated islands, energetically, they're walking around, driving around all over the place. And to me, it looks like and feels like bumper cars bumping into each other, bouncing off constantly, very stressful. But when a whole group, even a few people, end up matching the energy, but they're still totally in their own space, being aware, their spirit. It's spirit in and around one body saying hello to spirit in another. And as we say hello to each other in that way, ah, more and more, of the limitless oneness of spirit starts to show up and we experience more of that instead of all the differences and all the conflicts and all the arguments and wars and everything antagonistic and divided and people thinking of themselves as isolated islands. That's a miracle. What you do physically isn't what makes your work spiritual. You can be a car mechanic and your work can be very spiritual or not. What makes you do the things of spirit or of the world is in how you go about doing what you do. Even when I go to relax, it's spiritual work because I know that I won't experience relaxation unless I could let myself be the spirit that I am. That's why some people can't relax. Even if they're lying on in the sun on a beautiful beach somewhere, if they're worried about what they're going to do after their vacation is done or how their children are doing or whether they're going to be able to get a new job or whether the marriage is going to survive, huh? they could be physically the picture of relaxation, But inside, are they relaxed? No. Even relaxation comes from giving yourself enough space 
just to be as you are in spirit. Every field of endeavor in life needs someone who is doing the work of spirit in that arena. I knew a gang leader who was doing his spiritual work in relationship to gangbangers. How I knew him was that his mother was a student of ours years ago, and she became a very capable clairvoyant reader and healer. One day, after years of struggling with trying to get her son to get out of the life of criminality, she finally decided that it was not good for either her or her son to continue their relationship as it's been. When she made that decision, he called her for the first time in a long time and wanted to see her. Well, we're coming up to our first break, so uh, Michael will continue that story right afterwards. So at this time, we make our announcements for the things that we're doing. Make sure to call our office soon if you'd like to join us in Los Angeles for our next amazing seminar weekend. Yes, we'll be in Calabasas, California in the greater LA area uh, a week from this weekend, Saturday, February 22nd, and Sunday, February 23rd is coming right up. On Saturday, Michael will be teaching Who Are You Listening To? Your Clear Audience, Telepathy and Inner Voice. And on Sunday, Spirit Truth or Ego Lies, Learning to Trust Your Intuition and Clairvoyance. Plan on joining us for a joy-filled weekend to develop your intuition, clairvoyance, and mediumship for your spiritual growth in Calabasas. Make sure to check our website events listing for February for all the details, and you can sign up by calling our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noel during office hours uh, Pacific time. We hope to see you there. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, and we'll continue with Miracles in the Workplace. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you aware that each one of us was born with a mission, a sense of purpose? Even if you don't know it yet, it will reveal itself. Pay attention to the clues that will lead you to uncover your mission. Listen to Mission Possible Program with host Carol Ann Fernandez. Along with some amazing guests, Carol Ann seeks to help you along the journey to manifest your mission. It's time to unleash your greater potential. Mission Possible Program airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Want to make positive changes in your life? Explore mindfulness with host Rusty Williams on Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. 
people from all walks of life use hypnosis and mindfulness to overcome problems and increase positivity. It's time to take back control of your own life and make it more productive. Tune in for Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully, live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to Miracles in the Workplace. Well, just before we went on break, Michael was talking about a friend of ours whose son was a gangbanger. Yes. And um, so I got to the place of where uh, the son, they were estranged and everything, but the son calls all of a sudden. Right after she makes the, the mother makes the decision that, no, we can't continue this relationship this way. I can't see him. I can't talk to him. I can't let him come to my house anymore and enable this behavior. So anyway, he calls. Difficult decision for any mother. Oh, yeah. Very, very, I mean, devastating decision. But then he calls, and he's he's sounding good. He's sounding very clear. Well, so, but she, with great difficulty, she told him that, you know, it would not be good for either of them if he came over. Then he told her that, he had this profound realization, and he was on a different path than he had been on for years. So her interest peaked. She asked him what he was currently doing. He said, the same thing you are, Mom. <laughs> well, confused. You know, of course, she was a metaphysician. She was a psychic. She was a reader, clairvoyant reader and healer. And she taught. So confused, she she asked him to explain what, what he meant. He then said, well, you teach metaphysics and counsel people spiritually, right? And she cautiously confirmed that. Then he said that that's what he's doing now, except in his own way. So very curious now. She's and, and kind of amazed at the clarity and the happiness that her son expressed to her on the phone. So she said, okay. This one time, come on over, we'll talk, and then we'll see from there. No promises, no guarantees. Okay, so he he arrives, and they talk late into the night about so many things that they could never talk about before without, you know, breaking into an angry argument and one of them slamming the door or something and leaving. He was a changed man, but he realized that he was in a unique position to be able to help guide gang members onto a more spiritual path. He realized that he had to go through his life experience of being a gang leader to learn what that life was all about and about how to communicate with other, other gang members, as well as with those 
who may be looking at, you know, looking to join a gang for all the wrong reasons. Now he had chosen to counsel and guide both gang members who were seeking a new direction in life, as well as young would-be gangbangers looking for acceptance and approval from the wrong crowd. He was so good at what he did that businesses that were known to hire ex-cons, especially like Christmas time and things like that, high seasons, hired him to train and supervise the ex-con crew at the workplace because most people (laughs) could not work with the group of ex-cons. It was difficult and they didn't know how to manage uh, this group of people. But he, on the other hand, immediately would get the respect of the ex-cons, talked the same language, knew the experiences they were going through. They listened to him. They looked up to him. And so the businesses were very happy. (laughs) And so he did that. He individually counseled people. He did a lot of work. That is such an amazing story about how someone can not only turn their life around, but make it very, very spiritual. Yeah. And the thing is, whatever we do is part of our spiritual path. Exactly. You know, in the days that I was growing up in the 50s, you know, you had the mother and father, the father goes to work, the mother's at home with the children, and you go to church on Sunday to talk to God, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> well, in, in certain churches, you maybe go to confession and that sort of thing and tell all your sins. But um, whatever we're doing from morning to night and even from night to morning, when we go out of the body as we're sleeping, we are on our spiritual path, whether we're aware of it and, or not. And one of the miracles, I think, is to start to wake up to this fact When you bring your spiritual awareness into your workspace, that in itself is a miracle because everything starts to change, not necessarily outside of you, although sometimes it will when you make those changes, but for you in your experience in that workplace, when you bring spirit, when you bring awareness and understanding that everything in front of you is part of your lesson plan, including your quote-unquote boring job or your exciting job or your middle-of-the-road job, whatever it is, that's part of your creation and part of what you're learning from. So I know when I started to wake up to that, it was an exciting time for me, actually. And I've had so many amazing miracles in regard to um, not only my experience of what happens at work, but also miracles unfolding in front of me as a result of that awareness. So um, I can skip forward to not that many years ago, maybe 10 years ago or so, when I was having difficulty with getting an assistant that uh, worked with me correctly. And I was at a hairdresser's of all things. Now, you know, when you're at your hairdresser's, that's also part of your spiritual path. And the thing I know is that most, most hairdressers are like counselors. It's kind of amazing, you hairdressers out there. 
you are just as much part of this whole system as everyone else, and you give a lot to people just by listening. Isn't it true that only your hairdresser knows? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So uh, she was asking me that day, um, well, how's it going with finding a new assistant? And I said, not so well. You know, we lived in a small town at the time. The pickings were slim, and the people that were coming in were just not working out for me. And she was working away on my hair, and she said, you know, my sister-in-law is looking for a job. And so I said, well, have her call me. And as it turned out, she was the perfect person, the absolute perfect person for Michael and I, and she's still working for us to this very day. And we so appreciate it. And we have all grown because she has been part of our lives. So making connections, how you connect with people in regard to your workplace can be like a miracle. And had my hairdresser not even asked me, this connection might not have even been made. So that's just a little one. It it sounds like a big miracle. It was a big miracle, but it it happened in a very uh, subtle way. Miracles can be very subtle but profound. And just like every miracle, I, I keep on saying this almost every show because it's so important. Every miracle, it's not this one-shot deal. It's it's not this one-time experience and, okay, there's the miracle, it's over, done. No, miracles always, always are gifts that keep on giving. And like Raphael said, our assistant is still working with us. And that is a gift. That's, that's years. And that's a gift that keeps on giving every day. And the same thing happened with us, um, speaking of that type of miracle, is uh, when we bought one of our houses, our last house, now we're in a, a rented house today, now, but, but in the last house we were living in that we bought, we lived in for 15 years, when we bought the house, our real estate agent, one day, we're talking with her and, and Raphael said, oh yeah, we're going to need you know big house like this. We're going to need some help with housekeeping. Do you happen to know, you know, where to look for a housekeeper? And the person says, oh, here, this is the name of our housekeeper, my housekeeper. She's excellent, the best housekeeper I've ever had. Here's her name and number. Great. She shows up. We've been family ever since. And she's retired from housekeeping years ago, but even even then, we just continue to be friends and family, and uh, it's having her in our life has been a miracle. And it's, again, a gift that came, what, six, 17 years ago? Yes. And, and uh, it's still, to yeah. this day, is giving. Absolutely. And she also became the wonderful caretaker for our dog for when we were traveling, and uh, uh, Shanti, who was our dog, had great advantage from that miracle connection. So connections are one of the things that um, happen in the workplace. And sometimes you don't know, you know, maybe even the person working next to you who sort of annoys you might end up being a connection between you and someone else. And that is uh, the type of miracle that I really like to pay attention to. And so you have to, that's exactly the key, the secret is what Raphael just said, pay attention right? That's a big part of being able to 
have the miracle and appreciate it is you got to be paying attention. If you are going la 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 and <laughs> out of it, you miss it. The opportunities are there, but we miss it if we're not paying attention. Absolutely. So one of the things that um, I went through, and I, I'm sure some of you listening out there are probably going through this at this very moment, is when I started to really awaken on my spiritual path, and I actually started that awakening process when I was about 15, but um, as I got into working various jobs and supporting myself and going through relationships and having life just as every young person has, I realized it was really important to me to have a, a type of work, career, or job that matched up with what I felt like I had to give in the world. And I really didn't have an idea what that was. So I generally went from job to job, maybe four years at a time for a job, two years sometimes, if I couldn't absolutely stand it. And so eventually, when I decided, you know, I really need to be or have a work that is in affinity with my spiritual path. Now, for some people, that might be something like uh, going into the ministry or um, volunteering for um, uh, some of these organizations that take you to foreign countries to help out and so on. Um, That would be an incredible way to do it. But for me, I had really no idea, and I had a really good paying job. And I I think I might have spoken about this before. I had a pretty good paying job for a girl with my level of education and so forth. And one day I woke up, and I heard in my ear, this day is going to change your life. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, somebody's going to die. And as it turned out, when I got to work, I knew that was the day I was going to walk out. I knew it before I even could wrap my mind around the idea of it. I just knew it. And that's how my psychic abilities work. And so I went to work. I did the kind of work that I normally did, good quality work I gave of myself as I always did. And then I knew what to do and how to do it in order to walk out without getting in trouble which is what I did. And when I got home, I had no idea what was going to be next. And at the time, I was married to another guy. This was a very long time ago. And when he came home, I knew he would be angry. I quit the job because I was supporting both of us for the most part with uh, my, my daily job. But as it turned out, I got another job and then I found uh, my spiritual teacher and got training for a number of years, which eventually put me on my uh, spiritual path as well as my career path as a spiritual teacher. It was quite miraculous, I have to say. Um, Yes, and again, it's paying attention, whether it's paying attention to what's happening around you or paying attention to the intuition you have within you. And uh, each of the examples Raphael gave was very much, she was paying attention. Then she was open to taking the steps she needed to take for the miracle to blossom. Another thing that's consistent with miracles, everything obviously 
here is energy. So your thoughts are energy, your body's energy, the air we breathe is energy, everything's energy. What happens is energy. So then the first and most important thing for me when I set out to do anything to make a change in the world, make a change in my life, anything, I have to look at first, oh, it's all energy. Don't jump into the complication of, well, what about this and 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 this. Those are details. That's not the beginning. The beginning is no matter what it is you're de- dealing with in life, in the workplace, whatever, it's energy. When you change the energy, everything follows. When you change your energy, everything follows differently. So I know we're getting close to our, our uh, break coming up, so I'll wait there, and then when we come back, Let's get into, ah, how do you set the energy that changes the course of events? Well, indeed, our second break is coming right up. And I wanted to remind you that you ha- if you haven't read Michael's book called You Are the Answer or are looking for a fabulous gift for anyone seeking to discover their soul purpose and learn how to fulfill it, just go to Amazon to easily order a copy Or, if you're interested in getting a copy signed by Michael himself, just call our office and speak to Noel to order a signed copy. And that phone number to do that is 1-530-926-2650. That's in far northern California. You will be calling. When we return, we'll have more fun with Miracles in the Workplace. See you in a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is an amazing way to help you be you. Join host Dr. Deborah Egerton as she helps you to see how exploring the Enneagram helps you understand why you do the things you do. Understanding yourself can strengthen relationships, offer new perspectives, and help you live the life you were intended to live. You'll look at different aspects of your life in a whole new light. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is broadcast live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. 
Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. We've been exploring the topic of miracles in the workplace. Well, you know, earlier I was telling the story about how I managed my switch over from a regular day job to what I do now. And what I do now actually has developed over the last, I don't know what, 30 years or so into many different things, running a company, doing psychic readings, teaching people. Um, I taught at a psychic institute for eight years and um, really had a marvelous time through all of the phases of my spiritual career. But, you know, that doesn't mean all of you have to go and do something like that. Maybe your passion is building boats or, um, uh, you know, learning how to be a doctor or something like that. And if that's part of your spiritual path, that's part of your spiritual path. We know someone who is a, a marvelous, um, what do you call that, you know, rower. He he does rowing and teaches rowing, and that's his Paddling. passion. Paddling, yes. <laughs> and he's incredible at it. It's really fun to watch him on TV when he's, when he's on one of those uh, races and so forth. So everybody's path is different, and it's moving towards what it is that you know will fulfill um, help you fulfill while while you're here. While work itself isn't necessarily the spiritual path, it's what you do with it and how you internalize it from day to day to day. And if you're bored or really hating going to your work every day, you got to really look at that. What what is it that will uh, spark your fire and and bring you to the place where you want to be on your spiritual path? And it's definitely. It's not what you're doing, but whether you're doing it connected with your inner being, spirit, or you're doing it disconnected. Look at how many people in the world every day go to work. They're hard workers. They, you know, productive, everything else, like everybody else. But they go to work and they're completely disconnected from themselves. They're, they're doing the job because that's what pays the rent. And if they don't do it, they don't have a place to live and so forth and so on. So they go to work, but they're doing things just for the sake of doing them. It's not connected to who they are. So spiritual, what makes spiritual work spiritual is if what you're doing, no matter what it is you're doing, what you're doing comes from 
your beingness, comes from who you are. It's connected. It's not disconnected. Now, in terms of energy, as before the break, I was mentioning all miracles start with energy, just like everything here starts with energy. So, example, one of the very first times I remember was as walked into a post office, a big city post office during Christmas rush. <laughs> oh, yeah. Until I did that, I never been to a post office during Christmas rush. I had to because of you know I was I had all these packages to that I had to send out, and it was you know a couple days before Christmas or three days before it was it was a, the peak of last minute rush to and it was probably before Amazon oh yeah and before, before Amazon all that before stuff. UPS stores exactly yeah. so it was at the height of insanity at a post office before Christmas I'm you know clueless <laughs> I just walk in with a whole armload of boxes and packages and everything to and I couldn't even get in the it was one of those post offices where there's a little foyer area, one door you go in, and then there's another door you have to get through to get to the main place to wait in line. Well, it was so backed up and so packed, I can barely get in to the foyer. And, you know, a few minutes later, I'm into the main room, and I'm going, wow, this is going to take like three hours. It's just so many people, and each person, they're having, every clerk is busy, every clerk has a whole line going to the door, everything. So I'm going, okay, well, I'm here for the duration, and I look around, and everyone was so uptight, so frustrated, so angry, so bored, so, you know, hurry up, hurry up. There was not a smile in the entire place. And I'm going, God, what's wrong with this picture? We're here, most of us who are here, we're here to send off Christmas presents. <laughs> we should be a joyful I thing. know. Isn't that celebration? Isn't that supposed to be, you know, joyful occasion? So I start cracking up and I turn to the person next to me and I made a joke about whatever it was. And, and she started laughing and... We start talking, and and I realized, oh, yeah, this is what this place needs. You know, the poor clerks, they're just overwhelmed, and they're unhappy because everyone's on their case. So I thought, okay, I'm going to ground everyone in here. Grounding being connecting from the first chakra, the survival center, to the center of the earth. Huh. It's like an electrical grounding where all that surplus energy negative energy to energies that people can't handle, oh, it just gets grounded off to the earth. So immediately, the place settles down a bit. It's not perfect or anything, but oh, you could you could palpably tell, oh yeah, it's a little bit more relaxed, a little bit quieter, a little bit more peaceful. And then I start to engage in the conversation with the person behind me, and then I move a little bit aside so I can see both her and the person in front of me. And the person in front of me, obviously, our conversation's about the only thing going on except for the people at the, with the clerk trying to 
deal with their business. So the person in front of me turns around and starts joining in on the conversation because we're having fun. And so now three of us are having fun or talking, and then the person in front joins in, and then the person on the other line in the other line across from us starts to join in. We all start talking across all these lines of people waiting because you know, nobody wants to sit around and wait and just be bored and frustrated. So communication, that's always the first step. Without communication, there's no miracles. And communication, real communication, isn't about, you know, what are we talking about? The weather or the baseball game or, you know, uh, what's wrong with post offices or whatever? No, it's, again, where you're coming from. And is it, are you communicating with each other spirit to spirit? Are you aware I'm spirit and aware you're spirit too? And so when I communicate with people, no matter what trivial stuff that I might be saying, I'm communicating directly to who that person is inside as the spirit that he or she is. And I'm communicating from myself as the light and the spirit that I am. And when we do that, the energy invariably changes. It always does. Never fails. Just even one hello and the energy starts to change. Sometimes in a massive way. And so within about five to ten minutes or less, after I initially said hello to the person in, behind me and started joking around with her, the entire place started to change. Everyone in the lines started to talk to each other. And then that lifted all the attention going to all the employees of the post office, the clerks, dealing with each of the customers. So they start to lighten up. And instead of being under all this pressure and making mistakes and things not going right, things start to move a lot smoother and a lot more quickly. So we got through in record time. And by the time I got to the front of the line to work with the clerk, the clerk was laughing. We're joshing around, joking around. Nobody's complaining because the clerk's joking around with the customer because it's going very fast and very smooth. To me, that was a major miracle. (laughs) And obviously, everybody who walks out of that post office walked out in a different place, in a better mood, with a smile on their face, rather than grumpier and angrier and more frustrated. So the chances of people walking out of there and getting on the road angry and getting into an accident or causing more trouble reduced down to, oh, chances are they're going to start to spread the wealth, so to speak, spread the health, spread the well-being of being happier. And in a sense, that's how we change the world. I'm convinced of it. But most people end up thinking, well, you know, what can I do? Just I'm just one person, and I'm not even a you know world world champion or or a super celebrity or you know super wealthy or anything like that. I'm not the head of state. I don't have that kind of power 
to make that type of change in the world. Now, that's where miracles come in. You don't have to be a, quote, somebody, you know, super special and well-known or wealthy or powerful in the world. No, you just have to be able to have the miracle. And you just know that every major change begins with one person making a different decision than what everybody else falls into. And how simple is that? Oh, as simple as me just going, oh, you know, hey, hi, let's let's make this fun standing in line for the next three hours. Well, we ended up standing in line for about an hour and a half, half that time that it normally would have taken if the energy didn't get changed. But once it changes, miracles start to happening. And who knows how many more miracles came about because people were in a better place. People were in a brighter, happier state when they left the place. So that's, that's you can do that every day, anytime, anywhere, under any circumstance. Even at your own work. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I have a post office story like that, too. It's much shorter. I was in a post office one time where it was very busy like that. It wasn't Christmas time, but it was a long line. And all the clerks were there. You know, they had every window opened. And right in the middle was a manager sitting down. And what was funny to me is he looked like a manager I used to have a long time ago in one of the jobs who was really annoying. And so I decided, um, rather than, I'm not as social as Michael with strangers. So I'm sitting, standing there going, the energy here is really bad. Nobody wants to be here. So I grounded the building and I brought it up to gold. And then I decided bringing it up to gold is just changing the energy in the building. And I decided that I would also bring in something called amusement. So I brought in amusement, which looked like a bright blue to me. And as soon as I, that happened, all the clerks started tittering and laughing and having a good time with their customers. And the manager in the middle of them stood up and put his hands on his hips and was looking around like, what happened? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) But the line did move faster. Yes. So changing the energy. That's one way or the other. Learn to do that. Absolutely. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. We're glad that you could join us today, and we hope you gain some new insights and understanding about miracles. Be sure to join us again next Wednesday for our show on Miracles at home. Remember, too, that we'll be in Calabasas, California, in the greater L.A. area a week from this weekend on Saturday, February 22nd and Sunday, February 23rd. Michael will be teaching two extraordinary seminars, Who Are You Listening To? Your Clear Audience, Telepathy and Inner Voice, and Spirit Truth or Ego Lies, Learning to Trust Your Intuition and Clairvoyance. Come learn to have more certainty in following your own true inner guidance to navigate through life and fulfill your purpose. Make sure to check our website events listing for February for all the details and call our office at 530-926-2650 to sign up during regular business hours, Monday to Friday, Pacific time. Hope to see you there. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. 
we appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.